0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Things Medical Assistant. I am your host, Santi Notez, for this podcast. And first and foremost, I want to thank everybody for sticking around and coming back to listen to what it is that I have to say. And for any new listeners, uh, I hope you find this podcast interesting and somewhat informative and will choose to come back. And if you know of anybody that might find this interesting as well, please go ahead and pass along. Uh, Again, to mention, please uh, follow me, uh, check me out at allthingsmedicalassistant.com. There you'll find all my podcasts uploaded in uh, chronological order. Uh, And I have recently started to upload these podcasts being uh, recorded and launching uh, hopefully today, maybe tomorrow, you can find All Things Medical Assistant on uh, YouTube. Uh, It'll be a YouTube channel dedicated to uh, this podcast as well. So please check me out, listen, look, and leave a comment, concern, and I will address it at the next podcast, okay? So thanks for listening. So last week, I uh, started a mini-series, uh, a three-part mini-series regarding depression, and last week's first part was about how I view my job being affected as a medical assistant in And with everything going on with the quarantine and this virus and um, the state of the political nation and and all the horrible things that are happening um, at this time. And I didn't upload last week uh, because I was, I'm sorry, no, my original upload was two weeks ago. Last week I didn't upload because I still couldn't find a continued, seamless continuance of what it is that I wanted to say for part two of this Of This little series here, but with this additional week that's gone by, um, I've had some very relevant experiences and and, uh, that's what it is that I want to share with you all uh, with part two of uh, this mini-series, How Depressing. So this week um, has been very interesting because with this quarantine continuing and the rise in uh, infection rates... Um, with, I know the governor in our state, Washington has mandated a, as of starting today, this Friday, uh, started has mandated a, uh, everybody must wear a mask when they're out in public. Uh, so not only do I have to wear a mask 10 hours a day at work, uh, for my shifts, but now I have to wear a mask, um, all day out. And so does my family and my, my, my five-year-old. So we'll see how that goes. But, you know, th- that affects me because, with this, with this decision that the governor's made, it's 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 going to be interesting. It's going to be stressful to see how people react to this and how people, um, you know how people respond and how the, and how they're going to adhere to it. If they're even going to adhere to it, or if there's going to be protests on this itself, or you know what, what the follow-up will be with the governor. So it's it'll be interesting to see, you know. And and my stress here at home is, you know, making sure that I have enough masks to walk out of the house with. Um I've not done any searches on Amazon or anywhere or I've not gone to any medical supplies but I'm I'm going to assume that there's going to be a, a shortage of of masks uh, pretty soon if not already. And as a medical assistant, you know, how's how's it affecting my job as a medical assistant with this continued quarantine and these new um, mandates and rules being put in effect by the governor? Well, let me tell you. They've just It's gone up a notch or two. Um, You know, when I get up and and I get ready and I go to work, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm I'm driving uh, to work. I get to work. I clock in. I get things ready. I start. I open up the rooms. I start the computers. I look at what's coming in for the day. And then I put on a mask before there's any patient interaction. I put on a mask. And there I go for about, you know, anywhere from 10 to 10 and a half to 11 hours. I'm wearing a mask and, you know, when I drink, I have to pull it down. When I eat, I have to pull it down. I have to make sure that uh, when I do have it off, um, I'm in a safe area. Um, And, and, you know, and it's stressful because sometimes, you know, you forget you're wearing it. You you forget to do, you know, certain things and, and people see you and people are watching. Your patients are always watching you. And so now I have to think about this when I'm out in public. When I go to the grocery store, when I go to any retail store, when I go pump gas, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how many people actually adhere to this, and how many people are going to be agreeable, and how I'm going to get our little five-year-old, you know, to to do this as well because she's not a big fan of masks, no matter how cute they are. So what's happened this week in clinic for me is. You know the continued conversations about the coronavirus and the quarantine, and those that have finally been able to go back to work, those that are still on unemployment, those that are still waiting for a check. Uh, there's even people that are still waiting for, for means to to get by. And in this conversation, in these conversations that I'm having, there's this theme that was popping up. There's this theme that was, in a sense, auto-regulating itself with everybody. You know, it, it almost seemed at certain times that. Um, there was a line of individuals with the same concern coming in. So this week I thought, well heck, you know, this is what I can do to to continue the series, you know, part two of, of, of three on, on how depressing. So this is what it is, and this is how it affects me individually, and this and, and I'll get into how it's affecting me as a medical assistant and, and hopefully I can make some sense for all of you that are listening. For some of you that are dealing with depression. Um, who, are, who aren't dealing with depression, or so know someone that's dealing with depression, um, or let's just see what your opinion is. You know, again, if you have a common concern, and you're listening to me on anchor.fm, you can send me a voice message. Um, if you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts on the go, please go to allthingsmedicalassistant.com, and you can leave me a comment. I'll address it. Same thing at allthingsmedicalassistant on YouTube. So, depression is not getting any better. Depression around here is getting worse. Um, There's a multitude of new onsets, acute onsets of of depression. And when patients are coming in to start talking about this depression, sometimes they they come in for one uh, chief complaint, let's say like a foot pain or let's say like a headache or let's say, you know, um, increased migraines. And when you're taking the H and P, when you're talking to them about what's going on, when you're getting the details, sometimes they have this slip of the tongue where they they say, "Oh yes, I should maybe up, up, you know, when I do medication reconciliation." Well, yeah, maybe I should ask for a refill of this, or maybe I should ask about getting back on, you know, Wellbutrin or or starting Zoloft again. Or there's little there's little trigger words, there's little red flags that go up that cause me as a medical assistant to think, say, "Hey, you know what?" Somehow this has turned into something about you know, regarding depression or anxiety. So, and of course, I want to be respectful and make sure that I address it. So I'll start talking about it even a little bit deeper, and I'll start asking the tougher questions and pull out the PHQ nine and the GAD sevens and 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 just be that responsible MA to to, to help them. And the and the most significant uh theme is how do i get back to who i am how do i how do i become undepressed if that's even a word how do i get back to who i was how can i be happy again how can i be happy for my family how can i you know i'm i'm trying to make appointments i'm trying to see a psychiatrist i'm trying to see a psychologist i'm trying to speak to a therapist but i can't because everybody's telehealth you know people aren't taking appointments in person right now and if things weren't hard enough to get through and, and and to obtain from your primary care where appointments weren't hard enough to 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 come by to begin with. It's gotten even worse now and it's increased and that in itself has increased anxiety. That in itself has deepened the well of depression for many. You know, these are the kinds of instances that will make somebody feel helpless. These are the kinds of instances that will make somebody feel like, you know, I don't matter. Nobody cares. I'm not getting the help fast enough. No one's listening to me. Um... Uh, deep enough or objectively enough no one's helping me and it's and that's a real thing it, it is unfortunately there's a population out there that does not acknowledge this or thinks that depression is bullshit or thinks that people caught in this uh you know this this whirlpool of of lost emotion uh attention seekers you know the first thing to do if you're someone dealing with depression uh being affected by it you know you need to try and just put them to the side you know you really really need to do that. It's one of the things that I had to first learn was is just disregard what people might be thinking about me and and what it is that I can do for me? How do I how do I get back to me and 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 who I am and 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 my thought process and how can I change it? Maybe CBT, CBT therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy. What what can I do? Well, the thing I had to realize was this, and it took me some time. It, it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen within a week. It didn't happen within a month. You know, I, I think it, 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 it took a little bit of time before I was able to figure this out. But as alone as I felt, I wasn't. There were family willing to help me. I had friends, you know, I had coworkers who understood me. And they all had suggestions. But you know, those suggestions were good enough. And I didn't think anybody's opinion was fruitful or really meant anything because my depression was for me. Even though I would go to groups or you know my counseling or when I'd speak to my primary care and everybody would share stories or I'd hear other stories, I would say, wow, you know there are those that are worse than me and there are those that are not as bad as me. But it's okay because my story is my own. And it's okay because how it's affecting me is real. I may not be of suicidal ideation. I may not be of any other type of self-harm, but to me, this is real, because not only do I have my individuality to, 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 to attain to, I have my, my family, my, my, my children, you know, to, to be able to be that strong man for, but how can I be that? How can I get this help? How can I be who I need to be for everybody? Because I am me, and I need to be, you know, everybody and something for everybody, I can't slow down. I'm confused. Things are going too fast. No one's listening to me. I can't find the help. I see commercials, commercials. I hear commercials, commercials. I see posters and and, and, and and I see people like me you know, spewing out, oh, this is what we can do to help you. And it doesn't make sense. Because I don't feel like anybody's helping me. Rather, I didn't. I didn't feel like there was anybody that was willing to, to take time for me. I was just a number. I was just another statistic. I was just a way to make money or to be made money from or money of. I was mad. I was upset. I I, I had just a, such a disbelief in, in 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 the medical system. Even though I was a big you know proponent and a component of it, I didn't have faith in it. I didn't believe in it. And everything for me was just a big bowl of bullshit. So I would have these pity parties. I would, I would alienate family and friends. Uh, I would react in front of coworkers. I would just blow up. And not only is that not healthy for me, but it's, it doesn't help my perception or perception of me with, you know, with the people that I work with that uh, know me very well. And there again, I'm thinking, well, then I must be broken. I must, not, I must not be that good person that I thought you thought that I was. Or I must, I must not be that good person that you always thought that I was. But no, I was that good person. So, you know, you've heard the, the, these sayings, you know, as, uh, when it comes to alcoholics, drug addicts, or uh, anybody with an addiction, um, you have to accept the help in order to be helped. You have to acknowledge that you need the help in order to be helped. You need to be able to say yes, I need the help. Well, it's the same thing here you know, with depression. Just because depression is not a, a a chemical dependency, it's a chemical imbalance. It's a it's a chemical disruption in 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 cognitive uh, thinking or pathways to think appropriately. So you can kind of you can you you, you can kind of relate it, you know, however you want. So what is it that I'm saying to you? Well, when it comes to this depression that we're all feeling, or let's say, not even depression, let's say we're upset about what's going on and we don't believe in the change or we just keep listening to the news or whatever and we just keep, we continue uh, stagnant in this bad mood and this, this horrible, horrible mindset. We need to stop that. We need to accept the fact that, you know what? I'm in a tough place. I'm in a really bad situation and I need to get out of it. We need to accept that. Instead of trying to find a way to escape everything and instead of trying to find a way to uh, get away from everybody, instead of trying to find a way to disassociate from all the bad, we need to accept all that bad. We need to accept everybody's opinions. We need to accept the fact that they're, well, not accept their opinions as word or law, but to accept the fact that there are people out there with opinions, and you can't control that. So once you can accept the fact that you're surrounded by a world of, 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 of non-objectivity, you're in a world of opinions, and you're within a world of, 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 of feeling alone and loneliness and accepting it, that's going to be a start to you being able to get better. When I was able to sit down and say, "I, Santino, you know, this depression is mine. It's 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 me. It's it's affected me. You know, my depression is is causing me to react and 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 be a person that I'm not usually. These are the things that I need to change. And it it, it took various components in order to be able to get to that conclusion and to be able to 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 efficiently and willingly seek the help, you know." I was able to agree to take therapy. I was able to agree to take medication. You know, I had to open my mind to treatment. I had to open my mind to different types of treatment. You know, that's one thing you can't be close-minded. And I understand there's, there's many uh, conditions out there. You know, those that have a history of, of seizures, you know, as children or as adults. You know, some medications induce seizures or some people are, you know, don't have the... The capacity to be able to sit in a group and 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 and, and divulge and become vulnerable in, in front of a group of people. Everything is not is not every everything is not for everybody, and it's okay. It's okay to find what works for you, but you have to sit there and say, you know what, this is mine. This is this is my depression, and it's not that people are upsetting me, and it's not that people are. Are are trying to be mean when they tell me that I need help and and I fly off the handle. But it's true, you know. I I do need help, and this is my depression. I need to accept it. I need to I need to be able to 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 think, you know, where it is that I want to be, be that person again. How do I get that identity? You know, <clears throat> excuse me. In my opinion, is that if you're able to get back your identity, who you were before the depression. uh, that is a starting point, you know. That is a starting point. Uh, that does, does start on a path, and and along that path, you have to create milestones. You have to create uh, little goals that accommodate to the big goal of getting back to who you used to be. So if you sit, if you get a if you get a piece of a pad and a pen, and you sit down and you say, "Who did I used to be?" I was an understanding father. I was a great student. I was a wonderful employee. Uh, I was a great partner, spouse. How do I get back to that? I was a great baker. I was a great podcast maker. I was a great uh, physician. I was a great therapist. I was, what were you? What What were you? What did you feel you were good at and who you were? What made you happy was being a a baker for children and, and birthday cakes or being a medical assistant, did that make you happy? You know, Being an EMT, did that make you have, Being a good EMT and now you're in the slums and you don't care about patient care? What was it that you can remember as far back as you can that you were in a, good and happy, in a good and happy place? And how do you get back there? You need to find that identity. You need to find a way to get back to that identity. Because in depression, you lose your identity. You lose who you are. You lose who you used to be, but it's still there. You just have all this other stuff going on. You know, you have all this mumble-jumble, these fast conversations going on in your mind. You might have, like for me, it was a static, like, like a TV kind of a static, you know, before that I, I I got on the meds. It was just this kind of med, just happening, you know. And I was able to, I was able to, to to push that back with my medication and with taking therapy or group or to talking somebody licensed and it helped me you know i, I learned I, I had to learn how to um how to um contain that internal dialogue you know those intrusive thoughts you know those things that overtake you when you're trying to when you're trying on your own to be a better person and the thing is with depression you can't do it on your own you just can't and if you do if you have man i commend you it's a tough thing to do so you need to re- you you need to go back and, and and remember who who it was that you were and what it was that made you happy and 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 that good place in life and how do I get back? And from there you start making your you start making your goals small ones. Don't make big ones. Don't even make medium sized ones, because if you make even the medium sized ones and you don't obtain it, you've hurt your you've hurt your your your, 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 your you've hurt your self confidence again. Uh, you feel like a failure again, and it's gonna it's gonna make it that much harder for you to start and try and get up on your feet again. And today, with you know self isolation or quarantine and lack of even more lack of medical care, even more lack of primary care medicine, even more lack of emergency services, even more lack of being able to find help. This is something we're gonna need to deal with. And this is another reason why we have to take it upon ourselves to try and get on that path of what our identity was before we were upset and depressed. How do I get back to that? We need to accept, I need to work at that. We need to accept the fact that this is mine. This is my baby. I need to take care of it. I need to carry it. And that means that you need to take time for you. And I know that we all have responsibilities, um, some more than others, you know, family, home, mortgage, car, and all that's fine. All that's peripheral and all that will work and all that will happen. Assuming that you've not hit a depression so deep that, that, that you're really struggling, and I hope that you're not, and I hope that you're able to find those services... And hopefully maybe if you can hear this and, and understand that it's, 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 it's a process. You, know, you need to put yourself in that position and you need to push yourself You because know, no one's going to do it. for. No one's going to push you. People are going to give you tools. Therapists are going to give you tools and ways and methods and more tools to become that better person, to get on a road to recovery. It, it's not going to work unless you say, yes, I want it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to push myself. And if there are people out there willing to help you and it's good help and it's objective help, take it. Don't let the sense of of weakness or or pride keep you from accepting the help. You need to do it. You need to take it. You know? My mother has been my best friend and and a a very big saving grace for me. You know, she's always been supportive and she was always there for me. She always told me the truth and she always pushed me to get better. So she was a huge part of my decision-making for me to go on and do the right thing. And if you don't have that, that's tough, and you just need to get to that. You just need to get to that point, you know. Push yourself. Get out somewhere, you know. Get get to, a, you know. A push and wait. And even if you have to wait a couple more days or a week to get to that help, get it, you know. Accept the fact that you need that help because this is ours. We can't blame. We can't blame that I can't get a therapy session fast enough, right? I can't blame that. I can't get medications fast enough. I can't blame the, you know, the quarantine, everything that's going on. I can't do that. It's a symptom of it. It's a component of what's, of of what's happening to me. It's a component of what's making me feel helpless and disregarded. And it's what making me think that, you know, that, that, that medicine's, you know, bullshit, but that's not what it is. I need to own it and say, well, it is what it is, but I need to get there. For many of you, it's going to be very hard. I understand that. For me, it was very hard. One YouTube video I'd done about a couple of years ago was, was titled, There is Help. And it just talks about that. Please, no matter how low you get, how, how how bad it is, there is help out there. You just need to find it. Unfortunately, in today's with everything going on, it's going to be a little bit tougher, but you'll find it. and You can get there. You need to let yourself get there. You need to let yourself be led. You can do it. I did it. I know many people that have done it. You know? And you have to understand one thing. Let me put this into perspective, okay? So let's say, you know, you're you're a depressed individual. You're sad. You feel bad. But you want the help. You know you want the help. So go look for it, you know? Well, Okay, so what I'm trying to say to that is, in my opinion, to even have the thought that you want to find help, that you want to feel better, is, is, is a first step. And you should be proud of yourself to even think, oh man, I'm tired of feeling this way. I want to feel better. I want to get help. Be proud of yourself, because that's step number one, okay? You get that energy and you get to that point to where you go see somebody, be proud of yourself there because you got up and you did something about it you got up and you went to go find somebody to talk to somebody to you know be vulnerable in front of somebody and say I need help be proud of yourself and these two little steps that you've already taken should help build your confidence because you should understand that I am finally doing something that I need to do now if you fall if, if you relapse and fall back that's fine because this is not a perfect this is not a perfect science you know finding help and we understand that what I'm saying is every step that you take to get better, be proud of yourself and hold on to that very dearly and keep telling yourself every day. I, okay, every i you I'm know, today I was able to get help. I was able to talk to somebody. I can take the next step. I am proud of myself. I am strong enough. I can do this. The next day goes by. Today I get up knowing that I need help and I continue to go to my appointments. I continue to take my medication. I continue to talk to somebody. Be proud of yourself. For, be proud of yourself for doing that. So the point of the whole thing, this whole thing is, with everything going on around us, with all the destruction, negative news and everything, um, that's, that's something to leave for the peripheral. We need to accept what's going on within ourselves as our own issue, and we need to find it within ourselves to, to look for that help. This is, your depression is yours. It's yours to handle, it's yours to take care of. It's yours to manage because you can't, you can't get cured. It's, I, I look at depression like, like alcoholism. you know if you go to AA and you're a recovered alcoholic, well, I'm a recovering depressed individual <laughs> and I'm taking medications. so every day I'm recovering. You're never cured, not that I know of. You, you might find a way to manage it so you're maybe I'm a managed or a managing depressed person. I don't know if if anybody figures it out let me know maybe we could make it a real term find a icd term for us icd 10 who knows but yeah so with everything going on let's remember let's not forget who we are who we were go back and try and find that identity what made us happy what made us a good person what made us that person that everybody looked up to what what made us that person that everybody uh wanted you know wanted to support and be and be proud about because they're still proud of you they're still they're still happy around you. They're, they're, they still love you. And again, if you're an individual that doesn't have this, I, I my thought's with you and it's going to be that much harder. But the point is the same. This is something that we have to accept. This depression is yours. This depression is mine. It's mine to manage. It's mine to face. It's mine to take care of. It's mine to push away from me as far, as hard as I can. My daughter deserves it. My daughter deserves a father who's happy, who's conscious, Who's out there physically and mentally to keep her safe, to make her happy. To work hard for her to go home and earn a check to keep her happy. Because my depression doesn't belong to her. She's not the cause of my depression. Why should I let my depression bother her? Why should I let my depression affect her? No. Own that shit. Own that shit and do something about it. Pep talk yourself. Do something. You know, my grandfather was a very visual man. He was a great communicator. He used to make signs and tape signs everywhere and hang things to remind him of stuff. You know, he would, he would, he would, he would, you know, like paint sayings. Like a, he had one that said, you know, communication does it trite. and had it plastered on the back of his office wall. Whatever method you can find to give yourself that push, do it. Love yourself. Know that you're good enough. Remember who you were and get back to that place. And find the help. Take the help. Accept the help. Even if now we have to push a little bit harder, it's okay. You'll get there. Okay. So this is Santino Teas. This is part two of uh, out of three. How depressing? Yeah, this is a depressing, a depressing talk. But it's true. Okay. So you know, all of you dealing with depression out there, you know, that's been brought on by what's going on, or that've already been dealing with depression. I, I wish you the best, and I and I want you to find that help because it's out there, and I know it's out there because I've been I've been taking that help for years. So, don't forget allthingsmedicalassistant.com. dot com. You can find uh, the podcast uploaded there. You can leave me any concerns, comments, and I will address it at next week's podcast. So please, um, anything you want to talk about, drop me a note, and we'll. Um, but we'll talk about it. Find me at, uh, at YouTube on allthingsmedicalassistant.com. Please like the, like the video and subscribe to, uh, to, get the next, uh, to get the next episode uh, when it comes out. And uh, please, let's, let's, let's come together. And let's communicate. We can, we can get through this together. We can learn from each other. Just because we don't see each other, we can listen to each other. We can hear each other. We can see how we've each gone about it. Okay? All right. So this is Santi about this. I look forward to uh, talking to you again soon. Okay. All right. Again, thanks for listening.